Hello, you are listening to a very special mini-series of the Sustainable-ish podcast with me, Jen Gale, counting down to and celebrating the launch of the Sustainable-ish Living Guide, my book that is everything you need to know to make small changes that make a big difference. Join me for 12 days, diving into a chapter each day and chatting to someone marvellous doing good stuff relevant to the topic of that chapter to enthuse and inspire you to take action and obviously to get your mitts on a copy of my book. (laughs) One of my favourite comments I've had so far from someone who was sent an advanced copy is that it's the most eco-common sense thing I've read, which I absolutely love because I feel like we all need a bit of eco-common sense as we enter a new year and a new decade where we'll all need to be making changes. So we need to figure out how to make those changes work for us. The book is published by Bloomsbury and it is out on January the 9th. So if you're listening before that, you can pre-order it from all the usual places online Or if you're listening after that point, you can, of course, order it online or it should be available in all good bookshops. Or obviously, the sustainable-ish option would be to ask your library to order it in for you. Okay, so we are on to day six and there is just one week to go now until the Sustainable-ish Living Guide makes its way out into the world. Having said that, Hubby rang me today at lunchtime to say that one of his colleagues at work who pre-ordered received their copy today. And unsurprisingly, I very nearly peed my pants with excitement. So have you got yours yet? Right, confession time. I am not a planner, which means that pulling together 12 episodes of the podcast with guests to go out 12 days in a row straight after Christmas was always going to be a bit of a challenge. I'm feeling ridiculously pleased with myself that I've been able to line up 11 amazing guests, but the only chapter I've failed with is this one, Chapter 6, Sustainable-ish Family. But hey, I have a family... And I've written a whole chapter in a book about it. So I'm going to give you a sneak peek in this episode into some of that chapter with a solo episode sharing some tips for how to get your family on board. And when we're talking about family, we're looking at it in the widest sense. So whether you're married with 2.4 kids or you live on your own with your cat, or you see your friends as your family, there are things that we can all do to limit the impact of our family life. But families are complicated beasts, aren't they? Even at the best of times. And making changes as a family can sometimes be the most challenging thing to do. It's one thing to change our own behaviours, it is quite another to try and influence others around us to change at the same time. And if your family aren't in the same place as you are, then it has the potential to cause just a teeny tiny bit of friction, maybe. Now, I asked my sustainable-ish Facebook community, that's my Facebook group, so if you're not already in there, do hop over to Facebook, search for sustainable-ish with Jen Gale and come and join us. And I asked the guys in there for some suggestions to help us all to have those conversations with family. 
And the top one was to do a beach clean together or a litter pick when you're out for a walk. So if you're looking for a little bit of inspiration around that, do have a look online at the two minute beach clean hashtag, which will just show you a wondrous tribe, army, team of people around the world all doing litter picks wherever they are. And we've started doing this with the kids and they absolutely love it, especially since they were lucky enough to receive litter pickers for Christmas. So it's a really great way to get them on board and have a really gentle conversation about litter, about where it's come from, where it might go, what impact it might have, and what we then as a family can do about it. So some other ideas for you to maybe start nudging the family uh, into making some changes along the way with you. So do a plastic audit together. For family members who live with you, including the kids, this can be a really powerful thing to do. So tell everybody that you're really keen. New Year's a great excuse, isn't it? You're really keen to try and reduce the amount of single-use plastic that you're getting through as a household and that you'd love their help collecting all the plastic rubbish for a week. Now, if you've got kids, this is an absolutely brilliant way to get them on board, although you may end up regretting it when they turn into the officious plastic monitors and start picking out that sneaky plastic wrapper that you tried to pop into the bin and hope nobody would notice. (laughs) When the week is over, go through that plastic rubbish together and brainstorm suggestions and alternatives for the things that you find in there. You're far more likely, I think, to get by in doing it that way than if you try imposing dictatorial changes and banning crisps and sweets and fruit shoots and all those kinds of things watch a movie together. Now I've popped some suggestions in the book and I'm not going to run through all of them here but just a few and obviously bear in mind that all of these films cover really big issues that are potentially overwhelming for us even as adults so if you're thinking about watching them with your kids I would say watch them on your own first and then use your own judgment about whether it's something you want to watch with them depending obviously on their age and their sensitivity as well, because that will vary. Um, So one thing that I think is a real must watch for probably anyone from teens upwards is the True Cost movie. Now this is a groundbreaking documentary film. It came out in 2015 and it pulls back the curtain on the kind of fast fashion industry and asks us to think about who really pays the price for our clothing. It's quite hard-hitting, but I would say it's a real eye-opener for anyone who hasn't really thought before, and I think that's probably most of us, about where our clothes come from, who makes them, what the cost is, both to the people making them and to the planet. So um, it's not one for the faint-hearted, maybe, and it's one that maybe you want to have some ideas and suggestions ready for people to to, um, think about afterwards. But yeah, that's a really, really good one to watch, Um, you know, if you've got a, a... fashion obsessed teen or another half who likes to hit the high street uh, every now and then. Blue Planet 2 is a great one and I'm sure many many of us have already watched that but it's well worth watching again. It came out in 2018 with the wonder that is David Attenborough um, and it's widely credited for kickstarting the kind of what's well, now coined the Blue Planet 2 effect, this huge public reaction to plastic pollution. And it's the last episode that's the real kind of heartbreaker, maybe, that really pulls on the heartstrings. There's a short segment on plastic pollution and it shows the extent of the plastic pollution that the crew experienced during filming in some really remote stretches of the planet. So again, 
Doing that in conjunction with a plastic audit can be a really fabulous way to kickstart some action at home. And another one that I'd recommend is The Story of Stuff, which is uh, by a wonderful, wonderful American lady called Annie Leonard. Uh, If you head over to the Story of Stuff website, which is storyofstuff.org, it's just 20 minutes long and it's really powerful without being kind of too heavy and worthy. And it talks about where our stuff comes from, the fact that we have this very linear economy that where stuff is made and it's used and then it's disposed of and, and how we as consumers can... I guess become more aware of that and some simple changes that we can make. Okay, so next up is show, don't tell. Make the changes that you want to make and be seen doing them. Sustainable changes need to become the norm and it needs to be totally normal to see people making different choices. Not so very long ago, you might have felt a little bit awkward or maybe you still do about presenting your reusable cup at the coffee shop. But really, now nobody bats an eyelid. It's become quite normal. Being one of the first people to be seen doing something a little bit different can sometimes... Actually, I can take out that sometimes. It can feel a little bit scary, but you will be surprised by the conversations that it starts with other people. Say the people in the queue behind you, for example. By doing these things and being seen to be doing them, you're almost giving other people permission to do them too, to feel okay about coming out and being seen to be making different choices as well okay be open to conversations but don't shove them down people's throats if you have a friend who's bemoaning the fact especially after christmas that their black bin is full to overflowing then commiserate and share the story of how you used to be the same until you read this amazing book And how pleasantly surprised you've been at the difference a couple of really easy changes have made. Now, this is a really important one. Embrace the ish. Of course, I'm going to say that. (laughs) Except that there's always going to be a degree of compromise. If I lived on my own, I think I would probably be pretty hardcore. I tend to be all pretty all or nothing in my approach to things. So I'd probably never let a bag of crisps into the house. I wouldn't go so far as to say I'd ban sweets, but, you know, there are some things that I would quite happily do without, but I don't live on my own. I have a husband and I have two kids and all of them add to my life immeasurably, but annoyingly, they do have their own opinions and focuses. Annoying, yes, definitely, which a lot of the time don't match mine. I know, completely outrageous. But that's part of being a family, isn't it? Annoying the hell out of each other and rubbing along anyway. Finding your way through this, trying to work out something that works for everyone, very rarely happens, but you might have to compromise and just chip away at them bit by bit, but that's okay. Just keep taking those steps and doing your best to bring them along for the ride. Don't judge top tip. Sometimes friends and family might feel like we're judging them if we pass comments on the things that they're doing. And let's face it, we kind of are, aren't they? Aren't we? So starting conversations with things like, oh my God, I saw this uh, this program or this Facebook post or this tweet the other day and it said X, Y, Z and I was really shocked about it and I thought I'd have a go at trying to give up, I don't know, fast fashion or sugar no I'm never going to give up sugar (laughs) or starting to do something differently did you see it what do you guys reckon 
that's much better way of approaching things than accusing them of being planet wreckers if you see them wearing a Primark top. Don't assume. I think this is a really important one for all of us. What's that phrase? Check your privilege. Remember that, especially with friends, we often don't know the whole story. We don't know what additional difficulties or challenges people might be facing or the very valid reasons they might have for continuing to do things the way that they are. So try not to make assumptions. And the last tip I've got is find multiple reasons to switch. Some family members, and I'm thinking about my husband here, might be more motivated by money than saving the planet. And this was certainly the case when we did our year buying nothing new. Once Ben started to realise that actually this was saving us quite a bit of money, he was quite keen to then get on board with it. So if that's the case, lead with that. Go with the money saving first because consuming less, buying less, it will save you money. So there we go. Some tips for trying to get the family on board, for trying to have those conversations without having those arguments, without being the one that people roll their eyes at when you start talking. There are loads more tips and ideas in the book, but hopefully that has given you a bit of a flavour and some things to chew on and some things to maybe test out. So what thing are you going to try out with your family this weekend, this week, this month? How are you going to start to get them on board with some baby steps? If you can get the kids on board, they will be your absolute best advocates and will probably you'll probably start to see a little bit of that pester power as a as a force for good as a kind of positive thing as they start nagging you about the plastic that's sneaking into the shopping trolley so do let me know do leave a comment on social media or come onto the show notes and leave a comment on on the website as to what you're going to be doing with your family and the conversations that you're going to be having how they go all those kinds of things and uh, I will catch you next time we're back with another guest tomorrow take care thank you so much for tuning in and for joining me in counting down to and celebrating the launch of the Sustainable-ish Living Guide, available online and in all good bookshops from January the 9th, 2020. Catch you next time.